The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. The gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and thrilled to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I am one of your hosts, Kyle Hyman, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who never passes on a board game, Josh Borboni. How are you doing this evening? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh it's been a well. It's been a long, hectic Sunday with the with the child, but otherwise, you know, you can't yeah. avoid those sometimes. So yeah. otherwise, it's no. been pretty good. Good, good to hear. Good <laughs> to hear. Um, you know, Josh, you had sent me such a a wonderful compliment about the way I sounded last week that you received. <laughs> uh, you know, now I'm thinking about that, and I just got to try to do my best here to maintain that now moving forward. Here, you're in your own head now. I am in my own head now. It's not super great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Josh. <laughs> For the pregame this week, do you want to have a serious pregame conversation or a lighthearted, fun pregame conversation? That's why I didn't put a specific one in the notes because it was going to be one of two. What direction do you want to go with the show this evening? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's go serious, I guess. Why not, right? Okay, let's go serious. Then. We always go lighthearted. We do, we do. Maybe lighthearted will be lighthearted will work for next week. So it'll <laughs> it'll be something that's definitely evergreen. Okay. Um, okay. So serious, Josh. Uh, what is wrong with us as gamers? Like, <laughs> why can't? Why do we have no chill? Like, I don't understand. And you know what I'm referring to? Uh, you could be referring to anything that has happened in video games for the past twenty years. True. And what really brought it up uh, is the fact that. Halo had to like lock their official subreddit because the f- fan base has been so toxic on it, including like giving people death threats. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, and then, you know, obviously, and this is just bad, you know, PlayStation having to fire a pedophile, you know, there's like a lot of not good. Well, things. I would argue it's good that they had to fire him. I agree. <laughs> you're, you're right. It is good that they fired him. That is good. But it is good that, in that story. The fact that he is a pedophile is the bad. That's part. the bad part. Yes. Yeah. I, I I'm, just, I'm eagerly awaiting um, Jeff Keighley's uh, apology before he records the game awards. That he has to now condemn Sony. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. Just well, like I he mean, had to, he something. had to condemn Blizzard, so now he has to condemn Sony. Well, but he, they, but they did something about it. That's true. <laughs> so I think it's a little different. That's there. fair. But I just. Yeah, and then obviously everything with Activision Blizzard and what's been going on in the absolute, you know, when you read those. But really, the idea of why there's this thing that we love. Why are we so cruel to each other and other people who are in it? Like why? And I'm not saying, and this to me, this is different than being critical or if you have a concern with something. That's different than, than giving death threats to people, right? Like why are we so cruel to each other, Josh? It's weird, primitive passion. Started with sports, and now it's in video games. 
you you now I can't, I'm talking about the people who are genuinely passionate. There is also um well, passionate to a fault, right? Like they get right. so passionate that if you say something negative about what they enjoy, they don't they don't try to counter argue, they just threaten your family or your life. Right. Um sure. but then there's also that large group of people in gaming that just do things to antagonize people with no benefit for them except for the fact that they know that they're riling people up. And I don't yeah. I I don't get that part at all. Yeah, I and the thing that is most surprising to me about it is it probably was about a week ago or so uh that I had I don't even remember where I came across it, but I had been reading something about Halo and and in general talking about it seemed like everyone was loving it and I came across something was like, well, right, other than if you check the Halo subreddit. Sure. I was like, okay. So I checked it out and I was like, oh goodness. There are some very strong opinions in the subreddit about how things are going with Halo Infinite and the multiplayer and the structure of it. And they, in short, were not happy. Very, but getting, very. It's a free game that people yeah. are mad about the Battle Pass structure for a free game. And yeah. it's a Battle Pass that never goes away. Like, it's actually one of the better Battle Passes yeah. out there, except it's difficult to make progression, which they're addressing. So like yeah. you got to cut them some slack. It's also their first um, foray into this type of multiplayer. So, oh, I yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, if you I, and I took some time to peruse their concerns, and it was much more, much, much more than that. Like, yeah, you know, these are people who are obviously very um, hardcore uh, into into their Halo, uh, and this isn't the only. And I, and I don't want to like paint obviously this is broad strokes and and i'm not saying everyone is like this but there are a couple other gaming subreddits also that are very harsh that if you go into them it's like are you sure you guys actually like this game like is this like should you be hanging out in this fan community because it really doesn't seem like you like this game yeah but i just don't understand like being so angry about about it like it is a game and I can understand being frustrated and if things are not the way you want them to be and, and, and things are like going backwards, this happens in call of duty all the time, but it actually was funny because I'm in multiple of the call of duty subreddits and one of them was like, I guess we're not that bad. Look what Halo had to do. Like, oh geez. So, yeah. Like they're literally like, Oh, I guess we're not as bad as sometimes we think we are. The people uh, under the Activision banner say, I, I guess we're right. not that bad. <laughs> right. Uh, granted, you know, most okay. of these are, are official, unofficial, right? They're yeah, like, yeah. but still. Uh, so, I, but, the, but the thing, though, that is most baffling to me is that if you don't like something about this, and especially if you compare it to a previous game, like you still have the previous game. Just go play that one then. Like, like that one still yeah. exists. I don't get it's like watching a, a movie that you didn't like. Yeah. You just so you know someone's like, "Hey, did you see this movie?" You're like, "Yeah, I didn't like it." And then it's not part of your life anymore. Right. Why can't gamers do that? Right. I played Did you play Halo Infinite? Yeah, I didn't like it, so I don't play it anymore. The end. Right. Go find a game that you like. Yeah. And shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, I just I man, I just 
especially this time of year with the way everything's been going. And maybe this is just the outlet for folks anger, right? Because everything maybe. else seems so cruddy that this anonymous online thing becomes like the outlet for their anger. The The challenge to me is I, to be, I just am so shocked that people are like that upset about it and like that angry about these things. And, you know, I, I took the time for a couple of the situations that were going on about there. And there was some stuff too with, uh, I don't even know what the tweet was, but like KFC gaming apparently tweeted something that was not good. Um, <laughs> Because it got deleted. KFC um, Gaming, yeah, a really good yeah. Twitter <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, um, Imran Khan has said, like, why do they even have one? Uh, right. And and I responded, well, you know, it seems like the pretty much the point of social media is to, um, you know, present your opinions as facts and that you're an expert on this and things you know nothing about. So yeah. realistically, like, fit exactly what social media is all about, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's pretty much spot on. But I, I just don't... And then I looked at, you know, some people who had gotten some pretty big vitriol back based off the responses to that. And it's a whole bunch of bot accounts or accounts created purely to troll people, right? Yeah. Because they have no individual tweets. Everything is a reply to something. You know, it is done just to stir the pot. And I mean, if anything, I think our pot has been stirred plenty well. Like, we just need to let it cool. Like, it's fine. Just let it sit for a while. Like the pot will be fine. We're good. No more. No more stirring is needed right now. Yeah, it's boiling over. It's yeah. not fun. It's not fun to be part of those communities anymore. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, we kind of see where Reddit was like a subset of four chan, which is a subset of eight chan or whatever. However, that like that worked. That bracket works. But you know, it's it was good for a while, and then it just uh, all the toxicity just followed it over. So. Well, that's just what I don't get is there are some amazing Reddit communities. There's some that are really, really oh, for good, sure. yeah. you know, and it's just that some of them are just rough to go into. You're like, oh, goodness gracious. And again, I want to be clear because this will probably come up later and we'll talk about it. This, this yeah. is not criticism. This is people just being like cruel and angry. And that is very different. Yeah, don't so be, don't be that way, people. Yeah, just, you know, especially this time of year, take some time, step back, uh, you know. Drink some water, hug a loved one, go pet a puppy, you know, do something else to, <laughs> to, to, to de-stress a little bit rather than, you know, pointing all your rage online. That's oof, not get the best a thing. Get days. a therapist or join a boxing club. <laughs> Seriously, go to therapy. It's, yeah. it's helpful. <laughs> like, Take care it. of yourself. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, anything else, Josh, that uh, in regards to us being so darn angry about things? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, we, we see people get passionate in our discord every once in a while, yeah, including myself. Um, but I don't know that it's ever gone to that point. Well, and I, I mean, even a few weeks ago, I, I got super passionate on this show about Overwatch. Yeah. But I think hopefully that didn't come across as being <laughs> angry about just about me being like, you're this thing I love. Like, why can't you just. Well, Why you can't you let me love you? Like, you can be angry if it's constructful, and that's right. the difference, right? Like, yeah. you can still, like, you've put so many hours into this game that you're very passionate about, and and they're doing things to this game that aren't, aren't serving you in their community. The person who built their game basically for them, success wise. Like, I get it. You you have the right to be passionate, but. If you told me you sent a death threat to somebody, I'd be like, well, Board of Video Games is over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you 
like I don't even think I could like write something to be Work like yourself I'm really up to angry it. <laughs> and it's a death threat and then I'm just gonna like delete it and not send it. Like I don't even know if I could get to like I don't even understand like how that works. <laughs> like yeah. but anyway. So hey, just be be better to each other. And we're it's about it's you know, in the end of the day, I love video games, but and I love board games because this stuff happens in board games too. Yeah. But it they're games. Like it's okay. Just chill. It's cool. Yep. It's fine. No one's forcing so, you to play them. Right. Relax. Go do something else. Go take a walk. <laughs> there was actually uh this is related. I, I'm going to blank on who the MMA fighter is, but an MMA fighter just re- retired and her reasoning for retiring was she said, you know, I know that if I step in the cage again, I can't not give 110% and that's just not good for me anymore. Yeah. So the only way I can like take care of myself is to not do it anymore. That's, that's it. Smart. That's my only option. And I was like, that's super smart. Like, and yeah. that's super self-aware and insightful and thoughtful. Um, so, you know, if something is causing you that much grief, maybe it's time to walk away for a minute and just see if your life is better without it. Because it's something you can always come back to. Yeah. But maybe just explore if you have other options. <laughs> like, take some time. So For sure. All right, with that, we will move on to the show proper. So thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board with VG on Twitter, or check out all the awesome stuff over on the Instagram, also Board with VG. We're a proud part of Play Some Video Games, and PSVG is on Patreon. We are thrilled with the support you have given us there thus far. And if you'd like to monetarily support what we do, you can find us there at patreon.com slash psvg just like edwin Callow, chris m devin tyus joe wilson josh barboni nick creature paul calico rj kern stephen keller zach adams michael taylor trucker sloth brolin and of course horse girl 69 but the most important thing is just that you listen and maybe share our show with someone who you think would enjoy it we're also a member of the dice tower podcast networks so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower podcast, as well as all the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. So with that, we're going to transition, talk a little bit about what we have been playing. And Josh, you got the, quite the list going here. So eh. tell me what you've been playing. It's not as impressive as you think. A fun fact, also, Horse Girl 69 got kicked by a horse today. That's not fun at all. Oh, uh, well, not fun. I mean, fun fact uh, without the fun fact. I'm assuming she's, I'm hoping she's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would bring it up lately if she was okay. like dead. <laughs> well, I mean, there's Josh, but there's a whole, big gap between like fine and dead though, too. Like, Isn't there with horse kicks? <laughs> yeah. She just has a wicked bruise. Uh, she's fine. She actually, I was like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Okay, good. Casual good for a horse girl. <laughs> I get kicked by horses all the time. <laughs> uh okay so um well first the staples uh i'm still playing forza horizon 5 what level uh, are you now 85 dang yo that's way up there 85 or 88 i don't remember um and i'm still playing ragnarok uh which i'm still loving uh but i was thinking a lot about well, we talked about last week because I didn't like that store and, and and you were like, well, think of a game you want to play more before the mm-hmm. end of the year. 
and I'm just thinking like I have all these games and I I think I'm just in that funk zone again, which will explain why I have all these games up here. Um, I tried to play a couple of games on Steam that I wanted to play, but for some reason, the way my new monitor is set up with my dual monitor, the games just won't, they just crash. They try to full, oh no. full screen, but they won't open. Oh no. It's just, it happened with two specific games, but then I was able to like play other games, no problem. So I'm not sure what the deal is with that. PC gaming is the best. <laughs> it's very stressful. Uh, so I didn't include, uh, I didn't include any of those games that wouldn't work. I did try, I did jump into Solitaire Conspiracy, which is a game I heard a lot about, but did, had really no clue what it was about. And really, I don't still have any clue what it's about um i was very surprised to see it stars greg miller right away and then alana pierce shows up uh as well as playing characters not themselves but really it's this uh uh odd futuristic narrative game where you play solitaire uh literally uh but they change the the format of solitaire and they give some of the face cards um special abilities uh so i didn't play it enough to give you a good solid review but like my this is what happened like this was a game that i heard about that i knew i wanted to play before the end of the year that i didn't get to so i started that i just didn't have the mental fortitude to keep playing or whatever the case may be is that a this year game uh, you know, if it isn't, then uh, okay. even goofed just, more on that. <laughs> that's okay, because it's that's the Mike Bithell game, right? I have no clue. <laughs> I think it's um, from Mike Bithell, who did uh, Thomas Was Alone, and it's not uh, even a this year game. <laughs> why am I blanking on his his other uh, John Wick Hex? He did they did uh, okay, and. Okay. Uh, shoot. Uh, subsurface circular, I think. Yeah, is kind of quarantine circular. Yeah. Okay. So, wouldn't even qualify. But anyways, I still That's have okay. it, and I'll keep playing it. Um, I started. I reinstalled Sinking City because that was a game I bought that I really wanted to play. That also may have come out last year. <laughs> well, the PS5 version came out this year. I know that for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So I started playing that again. Um, I actually liked what I played, but I just didn't. I was like, well, I have to try out these games to see which one I want to keep playing. <laughs> I could understand that. So then I tried. I I jumped on Hood, Outlaws, and something or others. Outlaws and Legends? Outlaws, sure. Uh, I think so. I just call it Hood. Uh, <laughs> and it is the Robin Hood game where you are Robin Hood and his merry men and woman. Um, and it's like a Assassin's Creed for honor e type of game where, um, like you they start you off in a tutorial mission and it's about uh, you're sneaking with Robin and then to get to a point where it'll switch a character for you out of the four characters you can play, and then you learn their spells and you have to complete not spells skills, you have to complete uh the mission using all of them individually together uh, and then it was weird because once they once you complete that it kind of just drops you off in a hub campsite and it's not i don't know if there's campaign because like it says like whatever the the 
terminology for the missions made it sound more like it was just online multiplayer. I think it is. Okay, so that's a bummer. Uh, but at least <laughs> the tutorial was fun. Um, so I had to play more of that. And I was like, okay, well, I also want to put more time into Riders Republic. Mm-hmm. So I did some more Riders Republic, and then I got to the one of the stunt missions where I'm on a bike and it's asking me to like ride my bike on paper thin planks that turn into jumps that you're timed. And every time I get to the end, I lose my time gives up right before I get to the end. And I was got frustrated and I was like, to heck with this. <laughs> I shut it off. Uh, and then I jumped, I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to guardians. Like I haven't finished guardians. I really should have finished guardians. I like guardians. I know I like guardians. Right. So I'm still playing guardians. It's actually even paused on my PlayStation right now because I want to keep playing. So I guess long story short is I'm just going to finish guardians before the end of the year. Hopefully (laughs) that seems good. Uh, What chapter are you in in guardians? I know I'm, I'm, I just, um started or completed chapter eight i know i'm not very far i know it's like halfway right yeah about halfway so i gotta see if i can put some time but work work man the hours at work have been so bad that i have no time and we're incredibly understaffed it's just too much uh I I get to the point now where I'm like, I think I'd rather just try to sleep because I'm not enjoying anything right now. <laughs> well, and I've honestly kind of had a, a similar situation where um, I've had time to sit down and game, but it hasn't been until like 10 or 1030. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm just yeah. spent. I, you know, it was, it's been really busy and I've been really sleepy and yeah. I, I mean, do you have more games to talk about or is that kind of where we're wrapping that's up? There? It. Yeah, that's me. I'm good. Okay, because uh, I was gonna say because kind of building off that, I've not played anywhere near as much as I was hoping to. I've played by today. Um, I have played. A, a, I know I don't talk too much about playing this, even though I do play it regularly. It's like I did jump into Overwatch because they recently did an experimental patch, uh, which was all of the changes to the heroes were suggested by streamers. Really? Yeah, uh, and <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> it's really wacky it's not like quote-unquote competitive in the sense of like things are balanced it's just them being like oh, let's try this thing out yeah. uh, and it has made overwatch super ridiculous and bonkers and people are just able to do just dumb things that are really fun to do uh so nice. it, it has been a lot of fun to play it again and just not really care if you do well because like everyone is just figuring things out and you're just trying characters again and some of the characters feel completely different now uh so it's really fun it's a a good breath of fresh air into a game that um you know as someone who has put a ton of time into uh and and it doesn't look like we're going to be getting any new actual content soon uh, it's a breath of fresh air to have something fun and new and unique to do in the space. So, nice. uh, uh, big props to the to the streamers who a who are still doing Overwatch as their streaming game, uh, but b they're really coming up with some fun, interesting looks at the characters. And I think the coolest thing about it is it shows you that the people they selected, um, and I know Violet and and Flats were two of them. I can't remember who the third was. Maybe Samju. Um, they really know the characters like and they and they have really thoughtful 
interesting, insightful changes that they did. Um, so pretty cool. Uh, outside of that, then, um, the only other game I've really been putting any time into is Death's Door, uh, which I know, obviously, Josh, not a huge fan of Death's Door, didn't really feel like it was a good fit for him, uh, but I completed Death's Door, so nice. rolled credits, if you would. Uh, and overall, I really like the game. It, you know, we were talking before the podcast about whether we're going to do a top five list or what we're going to do. Is it going to make the top five? I don't know, but it's a game I'm at least going to think about for my top five. The drawback for me is the end of the game, and I don't think this is a spoiler, kind of became a boss rush mode, is that yeah. it was like, beat a boss, and they're like, cool, go to this place. I went to that place, it was another boss, so they're like, cool, go to this place, and then it was another boss, but then after you beat that boss once, you have to beat that boss again. Oh, no. And I was like, so like the last like two hours of the game was literally just boss fight after boss fight after bot, and I was like, oh my goodness gracious. Um, if you like that sort of thing, cool. Um, yeah. But if you don't like that sort of thing, eh, not so cool. <laughs> the I, I did get a little frustrated because, and this is my own fault, I never knew, and maybe they tell you, and maybe, and maybe they don't, maybe I just missed it. I never knew that you could, like, had an attack when you were dropping off the ledge that you could do. Hmm. Um, so if you'd, like, drop on the characters, you could, like, because you can't jump, like, you can roll, but you can't, like, jump, per se, in the game. and so if you fall off an edge ledge, you can like hit the attack button to like do a downward attack. Well, I also never knew until like way late in the game that it, there's these little plates that if you see those and you drop onto them and do it in the attack, like you go underneath the th the map and there's like secret areas to get to. Because oh. I saw these things like all over and I just assumed they were like warp points that eventually like I'd get <laughs> the ability to like warp to them. Yeah nope they're just things you're supposed so i was like oh my gosh i wonder how many things i have missed because like i didn't know this until like and i found it by accident it was literally yeah. an accident that i found it uh so that was cool um but again <laughs> that might be my fault not the game's fault maybe it told me and i forgot which is very possible but overall i enjoyed the game i think as an indie game it is really really moody the graphics are nice the sound design is very very good um but yeah like i said i enjoyed it i know josh didn't but we'll see if it makes its way to my top five of the year i don't it's gonna be i'm it's gonna be there's a potential there um for the towards the bottom of that list it won't make it towards the top of that list that i know some people um in the psvg world love this game and I, yeah. I do really like it um i just don't know if it's like top three variety it's gonna be more like competing for four and five slots sure. So, yeah, but that's it. That's all I've been playing. Um, that includes my homework game. I, I didn't get a chance to play it. So, ah, uh, shame, I'll, I'll shame, my, shame. Yeah, I'll get my F later when we, <laughs> when we talk about homework updates. Uh, but yeah, just I had the opportunity. I was just like, I'm just, I can't do it. I'm just, I get it. Like, I 100% so, get it. So, yeah, so that's, and I, I feel like such an old man being like, oh, I was just too tired. I needed to go to bed. <laughs> so, but those are the things I've been playing. Um, I am really excited though, because, uh, I finished Guardians and I finished Death's Door, so I feel like I'm on this like streak of finishing games. So yeah. Now, like whatever I go into next, I'm like I just need to finish it. So I'm trying to decide like what I should start next, and that's where it's hard because I have so many games that are like partially in progress, and I want to go back to one of them. It's just what am I going to go back to? So. Yeah. Cool. If you have any suggestions, though, Josh, let me know. I'm happy to <laughs> take feedback on that. It might be Resident Evil 8, just because I think it's short enough that I can get that busted out here, too. So Yeah, you can do that pretty quickly. Yeah, cool. All right, so with that, we're going to move on to our topics of the show, and we're going to 
you know, move briskly here because we definitely have to get to Paul's email this week. <laughs> sure. Yep, we do. He sent us <laughs> another one too. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get to him. Um, so Josh, what is your first topic this week? Okay. So uh, Karkson is getting a new look. Uh, this is uh, from, of course, my favorite website, dicebreaker.com. That's not my favorite website ever, but my favorite board game one. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, so they are giving Carcassonne a fresh new coat of paint for their, um, the new version of Carcassonne Big Box, which you can now buy uh, overseas. And I'm sure not too long for us here. Uh, and it is repainted to resemble the French countryside uh, uh, in their art. Uh, I actually really like the cover. The cover looks great. Um, the tile pieces, they don't have a great high-res picture of it, so it's hard to tell how much of that art is different. So I would say the river is most certainly uh, incredibly improved as far as like how it looks art style-wise. And the cities look a bit more vibrant and like busy, not so hollow and empty like the regular Carcassonne. So I like that as well. Um, but, you know, this is uh, going to still be a $32 version of uh, Carcassonne, which is the not big box version. Um, so it looks like we'll be getting the new art for both big box and standard Carcassonne when it comes out. Um, but again, I don't know if it's coming out in the U.S. at the same time as overseas. But one way or the other, it will come here in this way, I would imagine. It is still being uh, released by a Z-Man game, so... I don't see any reason why they wouldn't have it in the U.S. Um, but that being said, I don't know that this is huge groundbreaking news, but I did it did make me think of probably something we had talked about in the past, but what other games would you like to see? Uh, I put her <laughs> here. Uh, no, what was I trying to say? Okay, what other kind of games would you like to see updated? Let me just delete that other word. Um, in the gaming world, would you have any? Do you have any board games that you can think of that are in desperate need for the Seven Wonders treatment or this new Carcassonne treatment? Well, one of the things that throws me off about this Carcassonne treatment is you're right. The box looks way better. Like this yeah. box looks great, <laughs> but proportionally, I don't think the game looks proportionally better compared right. to the game box. Right. Right. And they said this is third edition, is what they they said in the article. Yeah, is it just Duart that's making it third edition? Like nothing Probably, else is yeah. changing. Uh, so confusing to me because I feel like additions should mean there's been like some tweaks or updates or slight adjustments to. It could be rules adjustments, maybe that they didn't cover. But yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's probably just art. Yeah, which whatever. I mean, I'm I have Carcassonne, but I also like I've said before, I, I think I like this game less than most people not yeah. that i think it's bad uh, i just i think i tend to like this one a little bit less uh my answer for this is always the same game and it's it's not probably a great answer but it's dead of winter like yeah i, I just would love and not that dead of winter looks bad but uh, a little bit of a streamline to it uh having a quote-unquote like deluxe version where <laughs> i'm gonna sound like such a hypocrite where I can get some sweet minis and things like that for it, uh, I would totally be down for. So, yeah, I mean, my answer is always Dead of Winter. Uh, just thinking outside of that, I mm, 
a lot of other games that I would go to have tried to do this because I think of like Pandemic and Ticket to Ride, which have already done these things. And I have not purchased the improved editions of any of those games. Um, I still have stayed with my base games for those. Uh, I think if they could release a second edition of Marvel Legendary that streamlined uh. it somehow. I might be up for that if there was a more than just an art change there, but an actual like streamlining of everything that's happening. I could see I would be down for that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, that's what I'm thinking. What about you, Josh? What other games would you like to see spruced up a bit with a second edition? Well, I agree with you with Dead of Winter. I actually thought of that as like having miniatures would be nice because it's not making it a miniatures game. It's just giving you higher quality instead of standees. Like that makes total right. sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think you mentioned Pandemic did it, but like they had an epic flop or like an epic fail with their $100 anniversary edition. It was like just mocked relentlessly about how the poor quality of the paint on the figures and how much they were charging. And that was pretty much the only thing that changed from the game. Um, so, I, you know, I try to think of the big ones, right? Like Carcassonne for me is like gets in there now. Like I don't know that we've seen an affordable revisit of Catan for people who would just like to play a newer version of Catan. Like it's still either the flimsy red box you buy at a target now that I bought 25 years ago at a wherever, uh, or this crazy big $300 3d one. Like there's nothing in between. So they could, I think they could go for something to get them updated uh component wise or graphically um but you know I, you know i don't know that like we just got seven wonders a game that like i de- i would definitely like i got it because that is what i want and then i look at like stone age where they had kind of a flop with their re like anniversary where apparently all they did was just change the snow and change it to snow on the board instead of the like changing anything else um, but I think Lords of Waterdeep really could do uh, get a new paint job um, and get some new art and um, maybe change those um, markers to to ponds or or meeples or uh, miniature figures that you're placing on the board to mark where you're going. Like I think that they could do that as well, but who knows. Yeah, I did think of one other one, uh, and I couldn't remember if they had done this. So I don't think they have, uh, but it's an older, um, a little bit of an older game. I mean, 2010, so not super old, uh, but the game Troy, which I'm pretty oh, positive how you yeah. say it, but it's spelled Troyes. Yes, T-R-O-Y-E-S, yeah. Troy is a really, really fun game. I like it a lot, and it's a game we almost played this weekend again. It's great, but the art in it is definitely not its strongest suit it's going for a very specific look which i think works for the game yeah but i think does probably um turn some people off to it and like i said i i don't think it's bad just the specific look it's going to for i don't, i think is some people are gonna look at the, the box and be like nah i'm out yeah. <laughs> um so I, I think just a little bit of an update there because um, it's a great game it's a really fun game a really crunchy game um and I would I would love to have maybe an updated second edition fancier version of that game for sure. Sweet. Cool. Anything else about Carcassonne, Josh? 
No. Um, just a game I enjoy and happy to see that it's getting some, I, besides like the retheme treatment it got with Star Wars, like that it's actually getting uh, maybe a little bit, maybe not enough, but some type of love <laughs> for this old older game. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Um, so my first topic, we did this just maybe a week or two ago. I can't even remember at this point uh, where we looked at Board Game Geek's uh, gift guide. Yeah. Um, we're going to look at another one and we're going to handle it just slightly. Well, pretty much the same, actually. Um, this <laughs> list is from Ars Technica. Yeah. Um, and it's their ultimate board game gift guide 2021 by the Ars Technica staff. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're just going to go through uh, their categories. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten categories, so quite a few here. But we're just going to go through, share what games they're suggesting, and then Josh and I are going to give you our individual picks, whether the game we recommend mm. the most, if we have all of them, because I think this one's a little bit more mainstream um, or like much more popular games. Where I think for a few of these, we're going to own all of them in the categories. Yeah. Uh, but we'll give you like our suggestion if we were going to pick one out of there, or if we wanted to receive one. If we don't have the um, all of them or many of them, I'm um, kind of what we would want to receive. So. The first one is family and new gamers. So mm. kind of geared towards those people who are looking to get into the hobby board game, into, um, get into hobby board games, or if you're looking for a fun family game. Uh, and they suggest Splendor, Azul, King Domino, Dragonimo, Welcome to Juicy and Juicy Fruits. So those are the recommendations. I think for the most part, all pretty games we've probably talked about multiple times on this show. Um, definitely many games that you and I have played. Uh, but Josh, if you were going to pick one suggestion either to get or to suggest to the audience, which would you pick? I like that Splendor's on here. And in fact, I keep seeing Marvel Splendor and I really kind of just want to get it because I forget how much I like Splendor until yeah. I'm playing it. Uh, if I'm thinking about new gamers, though... Um, as well as family. I think Azul is probably more visually pleasing and it feels, it probably feels like more is going on when you play. Yeah. Um, Cause Splendor, I, it definitely, uh, even just looking at the picture, it's a very like plain game, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because you know, that's not what's driving the game. Azul, like the look and the physicality is what's driving the game a lot more. And it's right. a great game. So uh, also accessible. I mean, I would put uh, Century Golem Edition on here instead of like maybe Dragomino mm-hmm. or King Domino, since you basically have the same game right back yeah, to back. Yeah, pretty similar, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, have, I don't know about Juicy Fruits, so that's the only one that's like a, a strange to me. Yeah, so Juicy Fruits also is the one that I, I know of, but I have never played. Uh, I think it would depend a little bit. I think Welcome To can be nice depending because it's so fluctuates well so if you it's a game yeah. that you're going to be getting when you have family since it plays such a wide variety of, of player numbers um that can be a really easy suggestion because you can get it and play it right away like on the holiday if you have a big group you know together but otherwise i think i agree i think i would recommend azul overall for from the rest of the games there yeah. um if you know being able to play it immediately with the full group isn't something that you're super worried about uh so yeah moving on then to next steps um, and they suggest Wingspan, Parks, <laughs> Quacks of Quedlinburg, Sagrada, Lords of Waterdeep, Everdell, and Search for Planet X. or planet Is it Planet X or Planet 10? X. Planet X. Perfect. Fort. And for, wait, did I go into a new category already? 
If you did, there's not a thing separate. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a big group. Okay, sorry. So I even looked at this ahead of time. Fort uh, Furnace Hadara. That's all of them. So uh, a big group of games for this next next step. Um, a number of these, I know Josh and I have talked about quite a few, bit. Um, a number of these I definitely own other than the last couple. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what would you either suggest or what would you want? Well, first thing I would say is uh, they put Everdell and Wingspan in the wrong category. <laughs> Those are not yeah, next step games. <laughs> Those are, <laughs> I mean, relatively chunky games as far as like rules, learning, playing. Like, there's a lot going on in those games. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I having played Wingspan uh, again recently, teaching Lucas how to play Wingspan, but by playing on the app like the, on steam, I think that's really the way to play your first time playing wingspan is to play it digitally because it, it t- takes you through how to play. Um, I think better than the rule book does. <laughs> um, I, you know, if wingspan was in the next category, I could probably recommend it here. And as much as I love Lords of Waterdeep, um, and Everdell, I have for it. I haven't played it yet. I think for a next steps game, it would have to be Quacks of Quedlinburg, followed like very closely by Sagrada. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you there. Uh, I I do think that Wingspan um, is a and Everdell are both a little more, I would say, yeah. than just kind of that next step. Uh, I do think. Sagrada, I don't, the fact that this isn't in the opening category is kind of surprising to me. Sure. Uh, you Too know, much maths. That's true. That's true. Uh, Parks is a game I just got and I haven't had the chance to play yet. But I think, yeah, Quacks is a great, great pick here, um, as is Lords of Waterdeep. Those are both excellent mm. entries. Uh, and for me, the one that I am most interested in um, that I don't have is Furnace. Me too. Uh, that game is, is, is something I, I am very interested in playing, so I can't you know, give a recommendation for it, but it is something that I'm super interested in. So, but a lot of good games in that category for sure. Well, I just reading the sentence, one of the best and most popular new games of the year, Furnace takes the best parts of Century Spice Road, which is all of them, and yeah. Gizmos, a game I haven't played, but it's basically a, like a similar style um, potion explosion. It matches them up into one easy to learn game. I think I need I think I need to get this game. I wonder if it's part of the current target buy to get one free sale. It might be. Because I, I put a game it. in my cart and I was like, I can't pull the trigger just to get bees, which I oh, was from right. playing bee games. Um, furnace. When, when I bought my nine games, it was <laughs> part of that, but we did not get it. So hopefully it is again. Then. Uh, if that, I don't know if this is a new iteration of that sale or a continuing iteration of that sale, but yeah, it's not it part, was of, part it. of it. So it isn't. No, it's not. I don't see it even listed on their website. Dang it! Okay, well, that's too bad. Well, yeah, it is what it is. All right. From there, they jumped to midweight strategy, which maybe would have been an okay place for a couple of the other games uh, in the previous list. Um, but their recommendations here are. Viticulture Essential Edition, The Castles of Burgundy, Roll for the Galaxy, not Race, but Roll for the Galaxy, Concordia, 
terraforming mars aries expedition which when i first read this i thought it just said terraforming mars and i was like what midweight um <laughs> but no terraforming mars aries expedition uh lorenzo il magnifico are their recommendations there so that's the kind of the recommendations for midweight strategy anything josh that sticks out to you particularly i mean i have to go with the only game i've played which would be viticulture <laughs> wow you haven't played castles of burgundy no uh, we talked about that last week. Oh, that's right. We did. We did. Now that and you say I that, have that. Terraforming Mars, um, which I haven't played. And I don't have the Ares Expedition, though. Um, and World yeah. of the Galaxy is a game I also want to play that I've never played. Yeah, I've only played Race. I haven't played Roll. Yeah. So that's that's a tough one there. Uh, I love Castles of Burgundy. I think it's a really good game. So that would be my recommendation here. Though I think um, Concordia would be a... Pretty close second, I think. I don't have um, Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. I just have regular old Terraforming Mars. Uh, so I can't speak too much about that one. But yeah, um, Castles of Burgundy, a game I really enjoy uh, and can heartily recommend if you're looking for something a little more midweight, a little chunkier than some of those entry-level games. All right. Thematic games. I do love how they wrote from Dice Chucking Ameritrash. I love that that term is still used. Okay, so the recommendations for thematic games. Gloomhaven? Hmm, don't think we've ever talked about I that heard one. About that one. Uh, Star Wars Imperial Assault, Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, Jack the Ripper, and West End Adventures. Yes, that's all one title. Uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and 2. Josh, what do you recommend for thematic games? Gloomhaven? I think I could <laughs> recommend that one. Right? That seems like I mean, a good recommendation. Can, yeah. yeah, I think I would recommend to you my favorite game. Um, uh, that seems good. That um, seems good. Almost all the time. My second yeah. favorite game of all time. I recommend that to you. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I, I really do like Sherlock Holmes. Uh, but I don't... It is a board game, but it's kind of more like an activity. So for me, I... <laughs> And, and I don't say that as a bad thing. It is nice because it plays a whole bunch of people. Um, I would recommend Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and 2. Because yeah. uh, especially if you are looking at a list like this, I don't think that people who are super into the board game hobby are probably looking at these lists for recommendations for themselves necessarily. Um, I, I think others probably look at these for thoughts to get someone they know is into board games or if you're like looking to get into board games uh, and i think that you know having something like pandemic legacy getting into that legacy game and having that experience for the first time can be pretty cool so that's where i'm going as far as that one goes all right into the heavier fare category their list includes spirit island hmm. scythe terraforming mars great western trail Zolkin, the Mayan calendar, the Red Cathedral. Hmm. Where are you going in these heavy, crunchy games, Josh? I mean, I would recommend Spirit Island. I think mm -hmm. it's probably a uh, underspoken of game that is very good and unique and challenging, but it's also challenging. <laughs> it's very challenging. Yeah, if you like losing, Spirit Island is perfect. Uh, for me, <laughs> that is a good pick. Um, oh, man, this is tough. I probably would pick Great Western Trail uh, of these games. The only one that I 
am not super familiar with is the Red Cathedral. Yeah. Um, I, I have played most of these and, and have a good idea kind of about how these work, but the Great Western Trail I really do enjoy. Uh, this is a game where I, I considered the second edition just because the art and stuff does look a, a quite a bit updated, but yeah, I never got it. Uh, but it is fun, and it's just so, you know... <laughs> collecting cows and, and moving your cows it's just it's just so different than what you'd expect uh for morris games if you're kind of just getting that into board games and looking for something heavier so i just love it as a result of that i think the theme is great so that's what would be my recommendation nice all right getting close to the end here card games uh the recommendations marvel champions the card game arboretum sushi go party ecosystem and that's the list, Josh, out of those, Whoa. which would you recommend? You know, there isn't a day, uh, there isn't a week that goes by that I don't think, why have I not played Marvel Champions yet? There you go. I have it. I have, I bought expansions and just put them into the box. Uh, I haven't even really opened them. Knowing I want to play it and just haven't gotten to it. I don't know why. Uh, Sushi Go Party really appeals to me because I like Sushi Go, but Mm -hmm. I just haven't... I ended up getting Sushi Roll, which I think when I bought it, I was thinking I was buying Sushi Go Party. Oh, no. (laughs) So I I haven't played it yet, but it seems like a good party game game. Uh, And I haven't heard of Ecosystem, so... Let's stick with, I, I like Arboretum just fine, but I like mm-hmm. it just fine. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll go with the game I want to play, which is Marvel Champions. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, my pick here is Arboretum. Uh, it is a just fine game. Like, I think that's appropriate, but I, I don't think it's bad. I just think if you're looking for a really quick, fast game, that's super easy to, A, it's inexpensive, B, it's easy to learn, yeah. super easy to teach. Um, just looking to kill some time, you know, before a meal or, or hanging around with family. Um, I think it's a really easy game to do that with. So I would suggest Arboretum, though. Sushi Go, it's, I do also love. Um, so, you know, Sushi Go Party might be a big good fit there. All right. Party games, you know, got the whole family together. Want to play some fun games together? Uh, Resistance Avalon. Code Names. Dixit. Coup. Snakes. Josh. What uh, what you suggesting out of those party games? I really want to play snakes. Um, no, Josh, snakes, snakes. Um, I love every game in this category. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good list. I haven't played snakes though, but um, I really love Resistance Avalon. Yeah, it's good, but not enough people. First of all, you need enough people to play it. And I know a lot of people just don't like hidden agenda games, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So I would go with code names because it seems just so easy to recommend. But if you're looking for maybe a little bit more excitement and intrigue, I say either Resistance in general or Resistance Avalon, which gives you the King Arthur theme. Yeah. Um, to like regular Resistance is basically like a cyberpunky theme, but. Resistance Avalon really adds like Morgan uh, Le Fay and King Arthur and and uh, some bad guys too. Other yeah. bad guys. So yeah, uh, I would recommend that. I think I would agree with you like exactly with what you said. You know, code names is going to be great in most situations. If you want something with a little more zhuzh, Resistance Avalon is a great way to go. So also, don't right. sneeze at Dixit. Great game, a lot of yeah. fun. Um, 
they do it better in Mysterium, but Dixit's the OG like picture card game. Absolutely. All right. Modern classics, Josh. Here we go. Dominion. Hey, another game we just talked about, Carcassonne. Ticket to Ride Europe. No, why would you pick that one out of all of them? <laughs> Pandemic King of Tokyo. Oh, I have to go Pandemic. Uh, it's just a classic game where there's the tension becomes a part of the fun of playing Pandemic. I can understand why some people wouldn't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like think that Pandemic is just a classic relatable game every time you play it and it's and it's never the same outcome well and i think one thing that's so nice about it is i think this is the first time we've recommended a cooperative game other than when i said pandemic legacy so just having the opportunity to like play it together and you know especially during the holidays when sometimes touches can rise uh let's just uh you know have a, a fun little game where we're trying to beat the game itself and i think pandemic is a great pick there uh, but all of these games are wonderful so you're really not going to go wrong with any of them uh, but yeah pandemic's a great pick there and i would agree with it all right two player games josh you're just done with seeing all the family just want to hang out with the two of you some picks include seven wonders duel patchwork shot and totten rift force Ooh, Watergate, Josh, and Emotep <laughs> the Duel. I just I got a text from my wife while you were reading about the news was reporting on um, a holiday stroll, which is we have a thing called the Canal District, which is where like a bunch of shops are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a news article about the Canal District holiday stroll that was Saturday. And I was like, why is she sending me this? And it's because there's a picture of me, her, and my son getting our picture taken in the head, the headline of the article. You're famous. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's me pulling my son's mask down inside a building <laughs> to get a take a picture with him. <laughs> Make me look like a villain. <laughs> Still famous. Villains are famous too. <laughs> yeah, your villain line came up a bunch at our... At our um, <laughs> our, oh, did it? Uh, our... Um, uh, friends giving on Saturday night. <laughs> Everyone agrees with you, and I couldn't defend myself. Um, good enough. Uh, se- Seven Wonders Duel for sure is is a very easy choice for me um, in this category. While this category is full of games I want to try, like Imotap the Duel, mm-hmm. I have no interest in Watergate whatsoever. Um, Why not, Josh? And I'm unfamiliar with Rift Force, but Shot and Totten I've heard is very good. Um, Patrick is very good. Uh, yeah. But Seven Wonders Duel. I mean, if you want something light and easy, like Patrick is a great recommendation. Uh, but I think if you want something a little bit more um, in depth and competitive, like Seven Wonders Duel is, is the is the bee's knees in this yeah. category. Yeah, Seven Wonders Duel is you know the potentially better version of an amazing game and it's uh, so only $18 on Amazon right now. Yeah. It's super cheap. That's yeah, half it's price. Pretty, pretty ridiculous. So yeah, seven wonders, uh, the base game of seven wonders is amazing. And seven wonders duel might be my favorite way to play seven wonders. So it's definitely my recommendation yeah. as well. Uh, I will say though, if you want the game that's most fun to say the name of shot and totten, definitely the pick because that game is awesome. Just from a name perspective, the name shot and totten is great. Okay. 
and stocking stuffers josh those little prices little boxes low prices big fun that's what the the tag is um so that's pretty clever or ganshan cleaver if depending on which version of the game you find uh quinto no thanks star realms silver and gold and spicy are your choices there josh where are you going uh okay well we're talking stocking stuffers mm-hmm. uh i think star realms is a perfect size for a stocking stuffer i yeah. really like star realms i actually really like ganshan clever but uh it can be tricky to learn yeah um and i would say if you're interested in that game get it uh get the app version it's much uh easier to manage and then you don't have to print out extra sheets once you go through uh <laughs> because true. once you learn how to play it's pretty it's pretty addictive uh and at least on the app like and when you play the game physically it's really easy to make a mistake that you can't really go back and fix at least with right. the app they don't let you make that mistake so <laughs> um, i would say for me star realms is is my pick uh, my pick would be if you want a two-player game, Star Realms. If you are wanting a game, if you are okay with a game that requires at least three players, uh, I would pick No Thanks. I think No Thanks is a game that is regularly still talked about as a fun filler game to play, even though it's pretty old. Uh, and it's because it's pretty darn fun. Uh, it's a game I've only played a handful of times, but I've always had a really great time when I, we've played it. And it's even though we take it out to play it like as a quick thing between another game or while we're waiting for people to show up for the game day or whatever it might be, uh, we never play it once. It yeah. never just gets played one time. It's like, hey, let's play this really quick. And then you play it three, four, five times. And we're like, okay, we should probably play this other big game now. But it's it's great. I really like No Thanks. So, And that's the list. Uh, so go ahead and feel free to check it out on Ars Technica. Um, so like I said, that's where we got it all from. Uh, so if you go ahead, check it out. They do have links for you to be able to purchase all these games too. And, uh, they did a nice job of that. The vast majority of these are extremely reasonably priced or on sale right now. Um, so you can get them for a good deal and yeah, go ahead, check it out, see what our recommendations were. Uh, and hopefully you can find a board game that's going to be good for you. So with that, Josh, what's your second topic? Okay, well, speaking of Halo earlier, something that is new to Halo is that it is also being released on the PC at the same time. And because I don't know if they ever launched day and date around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, when you ever release a game on PC, the uh, community has way more access to, well, the way more ability to snoop. Uh, on uh, these notes and getting into this, uh, uh, all these getting these hacksaws on, and they're all in there hacking into Halo. And this is what has happened. Uh, this is from Eurogamer. Uh, but some people who were able to kind of tinker around with Halo found that there are 14 multiplayer modes hidden in Halo Infinite for PC players. Uh, they were able to detect them. Um, by accessing the playlist while offline. So they download it to the computer, disconnect the the internet, and then mess around with it. Um, So I just kind of wanted to bring this up because I know that uh, this will probably be very quick because I just know a lot of the criticism about Halo Infinite's beta because they're still calling it a beta, even though they 
uh, is that there's not a lot of diversity in modes also that you can't yeah. select the modes you want to try to complete challenges and and uh, some people are worried that like swap might not come back and if it does it might just be a limited time so i know that there's a lot of people thinking about that so uh the 14 additional modes brings the full playlist up to 31 different modes which includes elimination um and what they changed swat to uh which is called tactical slayer now and there's also new ones including attrition which is their version of a battle royale mode which is actually kind of exciting because at least they're putting it into the playlist of games it's not like a whole separate game so i think that that could be pretty cool where uh, there's a, a closing circle reviving fallen squad mates um, and boosting your team's response. Uh, so yeah, if you wanted to do this yourself, as they say, uh, they quoted Wicked Soldier 991 on Reddit. Fun fact, if you launch Infinite online, offline, you can access the modes currently unavailable. If you go online after, you can save them for yourself. So you're, some of these people are actually able to play these game modes. <laughs> and so if you want to look, you could probably find oh, them online. Goodness gracious. Um, Quote, if anyone's having trouble getting the modes, add me and I'll try to access my file share to get them. <laughs> if that doesn't work, let me know and I'll try to host some customs with people and pass the mode around that way. So really, they just can't wait. Like, just yeah. we got to get these in everyone's hands, which can't be great for 343. <laughs> right. Um, so this is the list of the secret modes they have found. So there's a few different things. We were introduced to Fiesta last week, which right. is that, that mode where you start random guns. Uh, there's also arena, ranked, and tactical. So those are the categories. Uh, in arena mode, there's attrition, attrition, dodgeball, and elimination. Uh, there's also capture the flag. There's one flag, capture the flag. There's strongholds, um, regular old one flag, slayer, slayer commandos. Some of these things we won't know until we get our hands on them. Slayer manglers, slayer sidekicks and Slayer Stalker Rifles. Um, so yeah, as I say, uh, it's not known if these modes can be accessed on Xboxes. I'm sure they can't. We just have to wait, people. Yeah. Um, but it seems like we're, we're, we're going to be able to look forward to a bunch more multiplayer modes for Halo. Uh, and we're we're just days away from the full release of Halo in general. So maybe these will all be dropped uh, on or around release date. I know that they said that um, Team Slayer won't be, I mean, um, uh, sorry, uh, SWAT won't be out on on the 8th, but I'm assuming we're going to get a bunch more modes that day anyways. What do you think? What do you think about leaks? What do you think about people? What do you think about people sharing leaks and trying to spread them massively, uh, knowing that it's probably a real big bummer for the studio? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've talked about this before that I'm not a <laughs> huge fan of these things happening, but for better or for worse, and I'm not saying that makes it okay, like when you release stuff on PC, like this is just going to happen. Like PC people are very smart, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and I think part of the reason that's, you know, why PlayStation didn't do stuff on PC for so long, because whatever you do there, people are going to mod, they're going to be able to figure out like more information and more, you know, 
dirt about like your games like that's even how they figure out if you figure you know just keeping in mind that like you can access like game stores like on pc they're able to look at the mm. code and figure out like you know if they often will put like release dates in the code of like the things that they're uploading to the store and that's how they can find game release dates ahead of time i mean there's so much that being on pc is just gonna is gonna cause to happen so uh i'm, I'm not surprised that this happens it is obviously disappointing because i'm sure that they had specific rollout plans for how all these things would work and um my still i go back to my only concern with this being uh i, I want to be able to pick if i can if i'm playing these yes. modes or not you know <laughs> um and i know that that's a, a pretty big um thing that they're working on I, I have no doubts to to be able to um make that it was interesting because there was a really long post on the reddit from um, someone from 343 i'm assuming a community manager uh, and they had talked about that the reason they put slayer together with all the objective games is that in historically when they don't do that the uh, objective based playlists become kind of unplayable just because like the only people who do it are the people who are really good at it um and like everyone plays slayer otherwise so yeah. that they had so that they had to put them together to ensure a, like a healthy balance there and well to me that's like well it probably says something more about the game modes than it does anything <laughs> you know like if you have fun game modes people will play them um but that's not for me to decide that's just so that's why they built it that way and they said you know breaking it out from that would be very challenging uh, because it's not just as simple as like creating an additional playlist so we'll see i i, I hope that especially if there's something like attrition like obviously when you hear battle royale you assume huge uh it doesn't obviously have to be huge so right. maybe if it is like 32 player or something like that like i'd be okay with just being dumped into it but if it is something that's really big like i want to be able to pick doing right. that right you know so but overall like i'm excited about these i i was someone who back in the day loved swat swat was actually probably my favorite way to play halo yeah um i absolutely loved it so i'm definitely excited for tactical as they're calling it now to come in and and have that opportunity again <laughs> doing tactical slayer manglers sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> so <laughs> i'm down for that it sounds like a good time but again a bummer because i have no doubts that there were specific rollout plans for these things and you know so now when it happens it'll, instead of being like oh cool this thing is here it's like oh finally this thing is here that we've known is coming which is always a bit disappointing so what are your thoughts though josh I I mean I just uh, I didn't I I didn't even really doubt that they were going to add more modes so right. I think it was just yeah. a matter of waiting, um, but at least I'm, uh, it's nice to know that 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 stuff is going to be there without having to wonder. But yeah, people just need to be patient. <laughs> That's all, really. Yeah, patience. We're we're all very good at that. So this is awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my next topic then uh, is it looks like maybe PlayStation is going to be trying to compete a bit more with Game Pass moving forward. And I'm, I'm reading this from Games Radar, um, but this was originally something came from uh, Jason Schreier and Bloomberg. Uh, and the article says a game, a PlayStation Game Pass rival reportedly dubbed Spartacus could launch next spring. Um, the report also claims, I'm going to skip a whole bunch here, but the report claims that the new service will offer a three-tier service with the first tier offering current PS Plus benefits, another offering PS4 and eventually PS5 games, and the final one providing access to extended demos, game streaming, and a library of classic PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. 
Rip Vita, apparently. <laughs> What's Vita? <laughs> oh, ouch. Vita's life, man. Vita's <laughs> life. Um, you know, the the article does go on and talks about, and I was actually even just going to say this, you know, Jim Ryan had alluded to um, last year that there they might have something in the works to kind of take on uh, Game Pass. But obviously, the there is significant doubt that PlayStation's AAA PlayStation Studios titles would dr- launch directly into this service. Right. That doesn't seem to be what anyone is thinking is happening. But just kind of account, you know, bringing PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now together under just the PlayStation Plus banner, giving you three different levels that you can subscribe at. Josh, a, what are your thoughts hearing this? B, if you're going to subscribe, which level or tier would you subscribe at with what you know about it right now? Well, for first, like. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, I just assumed, like, we've always talked about PlayStation um, probably addressing Game Pass at some point, but I just mm-hmm. always assumed they would just rebrand um, PlayStation. Um, what's it called again? Now? Now, yeah. I just assumed they would just rebrand it, not add another service mm. uh, to coincide with it. So, uh <sighs> I don't know as far as the, the second question, like what would I do now? Like I, I don't really, I don't use PlayStation now um, for whatever reason, probably the same reason why whenever they put 360 games on games of gold, I don't play them because that's same. just not what I do. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have an incentive to play PlayStation now because either it's a game, a first party game I've played when it came out that I already mm-hmm. played or games that I don't want to play anymore just because they're older. Uh, and, it, and I would argue I feel the same way about PlayStation Plus. Uh, you typically, you usually grab all the PlayStation Plus games, so I don't have to worry too much about that. But also um, I'll grab what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, you know, it's here and there. And a lot of the games they put on there, we already have yeah. as well. And it's, you know, that's not any different from how Xbox does how Xbox does it with games of gold. But I mm-hmm. feel like there's a lot more value for me in Game Pass. So if Sony was to do something more similar to that, that would be the one I would choose out of the three. Even if it's not Sony first party games. Like I'm not expecting them to do like Xbox does and put like, god of war ragnarok on there <laughs> but if it's if it's like a third party game that's only on playstation if they can get day and date i'm more likely to be interested in that than anything else yeah i i think this is an interesting move by them seeing what they really when it says like a library of classic ps1 ps2 ps3 and psp yeah. games like <laughs> how extensive of a library is that uh and how many games is that and in a lot of ways this makes it feel more similar to what nintendo is doing you know you know that's what it really feels like to me whereas like xbox is like hey there's definitely a number of old games on game pass but they're much more like if you have the game or if you old the old game you can play it not like here's how you access the old game which is what this feels more like it's going to be is like if you want to play these old games here's how you can do that um i'm a sucker though i subscribe to playstation now um <laughs> and i play it probably a handful of times a year like I, I go back in and dip my toes in for yeah. 20 minutes i'm like that was fun and then i <laughs> don't play a game again for two months uh so i probably and since you know i'm a sucker for playstation things would probably uh do it this at the highest level i really wonder what they mean by extended demos 
Yeah. That to me is, I'm wondering if they're going to, we've been starting to see a few more demos pop up again. It's starting to become something. Well, Those they were the demos. ones that did that hour limit, right? And started exactly. when you downloaded it. Yep. So I, I'm wondering if they're going to start to do more of those things and, yeah. and get those in. Uh, obviously, like we said, we got to fix how those work. It shouldn't be when you trigger the download, but when you start the game. Um, so, the, you know, some tweaks there, but it, it does seem like maybe that was testing for this service now um, is really what they were looking at. So I, anytime competition causes a company to relook at what they're doing and reevaluate and try to um, give more value. I'm all for it. Now, whether this service will be worth it or not, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, the, we, there's that conversation that's been going around about uh, the version of Godfall that's being offered on PS plus and, and, and how yeah. that should work. And, you know, it's always tough. Like obviously as a consumer, if you have PlayStation plus, like if you're not happy with the games you're getting, you are more than welcome to complain, but like, you're also buying it on the promise of a future product, right? Like you don't know what games yeah. are coming when you get it. So uh, it is a bit of a gamble, you know, and that doesn't mean you can't say something when you don't get what you want, but yeah, you, also I, have to, yeah. <laughs> you also have to recognize that like you're kind of gambling in what they're going to give you. And if you don't like it, the best thing you can do is not renew. Right. Like, and, by, yeah. and that's what shows them it's not worth it. I wasn't so mad about that Godfall thing. I know I, I didn't, uh, when I read more about the version of what it was, mm-hmm. I did get a little bit frustrated with that being released as an offering. And then also seeing yeah. it's free on Epic Game Store next week. Yeah. Also. So they're not even really giving a huge value to PlayStation well, Plus owners. That's true. Yeah. I mean, obviously Epic. But there's also two other games free. being offered. So like yeah. pick your battles, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I said, if you're like, hey, this is not a great offering, like you can tell them it's not a great offering. Yeah. It is just. And that is kind of a weird way to like release that game. I mean, but. I get it. The argument that was out there was a lot of people. One of the arguments that was out there is that some people subscribe to PlayStation Plus so they can play online. Mm-hmm. And then some people just subscribe to it for the free games. Yeah. So I get it. If you're one of those people who just subscribes to PlayStation Plus for the free games. Right. Yeah. I, I don't blame you for being a little disappointed with the Godfall offering. Um, especially when the game has been regularly on sale for 20 bucks, they could have just put the full game up. Like, yeah. I know they're trying to boost revenue and get people to buy the game again. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, cause you want to make money. Uh, so, you know, it is, it is what it is. I mean, the other way to think of it is that now maybe you'll play the best part of Godfall. Cause maybe if you had gotten like the full <laughs> yeah. game and only yeah. played the campaign, you never actually would have played this part of it. True. So, you know, maybe maybe you're just getting the best stuff and then it's okay. But like I said, if if you're not happy with it, you're welcome to complain. It's just it's always a little hard because like I said, you're you're taking a risk on what that future content's gonna be. It's, it's not like they gave you a roadmap ahead of time and said, here's what you're paying for. Yeah. yeah. Um so so yeah, but um but yeah, I, I'm really interested to kind of see what this will amount to and, and come to. Um, I'm most interested in what the price is going to be, um, and especially how many of those old games are going to be available. Um, right. And are, are they going to be trophy enabled? Um, I'm assuming PS3 games will have to be streamed, will be my assumption. <laughs> but PS1 yeah. and PS2 and PSP hopefully can be downloaded. Um, but we'll have to kind of wait and see how that goes. So, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this, you know, supposed game pass it was just a matter of time 
It yeah. was just a matter of time. I agree. All right. So with that, we're going to move on to our homework updates. Every two weeks, we give one another homework and report back on how it is going. Uh, Josh had been assigned to play Death Door, but then told me he didn't like it. So I gave him the assignment of playing something else he was trying to get off of his backlist backlog. Um, and then my assignment was to play Age of Empires 4. Um, I think you've we, you've heard how both of us have done on that. Josh yeah. has jumped back into Guardian, so that's great. <laughs> uh, I have Age of Empires 4 downloaded on my computer, so that's a start. <laughs> but that's all go. the farther I got on it, so I, I'll take the big F for that. Uh, anything more you want to say about Guardians? Anything more you want to say about our assignments for these two weeks before we move on to our new assignments? No, I wanted to like that store, but... Yeah, that's yeah, okay. It is Not every game's for every person. That's fine. And I still plan to play Age of Empires 4. So, yeah, like before, you know, we decide on games of the year stuff. So it's still downloaded, still planning to be played, just didn't quite get to it. So um, we had talked, Josh, about, you know, assigning each other to play Demon Souls. Mm -hmm. Is that still what we would like to do for our assignments? Yeah, I think I would like to uh, give it. I don't know that I've. I want to give it more attention than I've ever given a game because I want to know if I can be good at this game. When you say more attention than you've ever given a game, you mean like a Dark Souls style game or any game ever? Just like any game. I want to take it slow and carefully plan what I'm doing. That's not typically how I enjoy playing a game. Um, <laughs> but I think that this is, at least from the, what I learned learning about Souls games, is that these are games that are slow and methodical uh or fast and repetitive and i think yeah. i would prefer to try the slow and methodical approach okay so here's what we're going to do if this is cool with you josh um yeah. obviously listener we're heading into the holiday season and we're gonna have a little bit of a we'll have episodes releasing every tuesday but our recording schedule is going to get a little bit funky here as we get towards the end of the yeah. month just so josh and i can have some holiday time and all that good stuff with family in town and, and things like that so what do we say that this is a one month assignment so that we will okay. report that way. You can take it slow if you want to. You can take the time that you want to give it and that we'll report back in early January, new year, new us. We'll all be <laughs> like pros at playing Souls yeah, games. Yeah. Does that And we'll be a prep then and we can talk about whether we're going to buy Elden Ring. Does that sound like a plan? Sure. A one month assignment to play Demon Souls. Sounds good to me. Okay, so that's our mutual dual assignment. We're both going to play Demon Souls. Uh, and one month from now, early January, you will get our report back. It'll be it'll be fun. Maybe we'll even do like a if we get far enough, we'll see how good we are. Uh maybe we'll even do like a full like breakdown of our experiences as like spoilery stuff at the end of the episode if we make it a little quicker. So there we go. Awesome. Okay, Josh. With that, we have plenty of time. We do for you to call read Paul's emails. Let's There's go. There's no good reason Paul? for me to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an email Paul sent a month ago, <laughs> on November 9th. <laughs> so that might not make sense because he's asking about the episode he just listened to. <laughs> so his question starts: What kind of empanadas did you end up making, Kyle? Do you remember? <laughs> well, here's the problem. Did you know that we them? didn't even end up making empanadas because we chickened out. Well, the partner decided that she wanted to have the traditional Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we didn't even end up making empanadas. Uh, so we made none. That is that is what we made was no empanadas. Though, I do really want to make empanadas now because I did all this research to start like 
figuring out how to like make my own dough and like do all of this for making the empanadas. Uh, so now I need to make some, but unfortunately no empanadas were made. Okay. He follows up by saying, I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still curious. Oh, so did you make empanadas like a month and a half ago? We had talked about doing something different for Thanksgiving. So we hadn't made empanadas. Okay. You just didn't make them in general. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Um, this, he says, have either of y'all watched Infinity Train? HBO Max, four seasons, 11-minute episodes about helping people figure their bleep out, their poop out. I put it on just to check it out. Ended up watching the first two seasons that night. Highly recommended the show. And then he tells us to keep it six to midnight, y'all. I don't get that reference, but I'm sure it's funny. Infinity Train. Do you know what this even is, Josh? Never heard of it. He. This is his follow-up email that he sent three days ago. Hey, Josh, may I change my recommendation from Young Justice to Infinity Train? So even he forgot because his email was so long ago that he already did recommend Infinity Train. <laughs> and, and our fault, not his fault. Not his fault. An animated show on HBO Max about helping people find themselves, but there's a twist, of course. Looking forward to hearing my email next time on board with video games, maybe. LOL. Keep up the great work, y'all. <laughs> All right. So Infinity Train, I am going to check this out. I will add this to my to watch list and maybe I will bump it up since we took forever to um, read your, your, <laughs> your emails, Paul. I will move it up. Apparently, it is part of... Oh, for the unrelated anim- animated film. Okay, never mind. I was like, this seems very... Bizarre. Okay. Infinity Train. HBO Max. Here we come. It's going to get watched. Infinity Train. Who's in this? I have it right here. It is animated. Give me facts about the show. What's going on? Um, it has Ashley Johnson. Oh. And Jeremy Crutchley. Lena Headey. Oh. Ernie Hudson. Nice. Yeah, so it's got lots of people. Okay, Infinity Train. There you go. Okay, those awesome. are our emails from Paul. Oh, I thought they were going to be like way more. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we got them. That's okay. That's the important thing. So with that, then we are going to move on to our recommendations for a well-rounded life. Obviously, we're a gaming podcast, but we want to give you one other thing that we're currently into as helping us live that well-rounded life. Josh, what is your recommendation this week? I forgot to write it in. I was writing it in, but then I was like, oh, wait, you can hear my click, lady clacks. I'll stop. Uh, So following the Apple TV watching sprees, um, while I have it, I decided uh, to finally watch the Billie Eilish documentary, The World's a Little Blurry, which I hadn't watched. Uh, I was always excited to watch it, just never got around to it because I didn't have Apple TV. Uh, what I really like about it is it really picks up with Billy before her first album, first studio album releases. Uh, I guess it's actually her second. Like she has an album she recorded mostly when she was 13 and 14, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, but this is the one that she put out, um, with bad guy, you know, the, the big, the big album. So it really documents. I was actually very uh, surprised with how much filming there was because first people are like, how does Billie Eilish already have a documentary? And then I was like, well, I kind of agree with that a little bit, but then also watching this, 
the amount of footage they have for this documentary is like more than a Rolling Stones documentary that would come out today. Like there's so much access and she's a pretty private person, especially um, with her family. And there's a lot of stuff with her family. Uh, what I was very surprised to see was it deals with like a relationship she was in. It deals with the stresses of being a 16, 17 year old girl going through all this stuff. You get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff on like her not being happy with her first music video, even to the point at the end, she turns to her mom and says, uh, I'm directing all of my future music videos. I'm not doing this again. And then she did. She directed every one of her music videos after that. Um, uh, and I talked about this at Friendsgiving. Like, there's a very interesting part of the documentary where she goes to Coachella and meets um, Katy Perry in Orlando Bloom. And it is very uh, interesting, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> um so if you're curious even just about that, check that scene out. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think you can, if you like Billie Eilish, you should definitely watch it. If you like music, uh, production, and design, you should check it out. Um, but if you don't like Billie Eilish, then, you know, I mean, don't watch it. <laughs> it's okay. I, I am still flabbergasted by the fact that she her 20th birthday is this month. Yeah, and then that's... That's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that is that documentary is on my to watch list. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. So, um, because I'm super behind in movies, because my recommendation is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I finally watched on Disney Plus. Because uh, I, I don't know, I just didn't really want to pay for it, so I just waited patiently, and then I it came you. out, and then I just waited like two more weeks. <laughs> you know, no big deal. <laughs> uh, but it is really good. Um, if you, especially as someone who really just enjoys martial arts films in general, yeah, uh, there obviously is a. Uh, number there's still a lot of obviously special effects in this movie but there, this is a lot of practical stunt work that was done uh, for the martial arts um, portions of it and it's it's really well done really great hand-to-hand combat in a lot of the film uh, and that's something that you know some of the marvel movies have really struggled with from my perspective yeah, yeah. is that they kind of got away from the grounded hand-to-hand combat and, and it had a lot of uh cg hand-to-hand combat and one thing, uh, do you watch Josh? Do you watch the Assembled series on Disney Plus? Yeah, I haven't watched the Hawkeye one yet, but I've watched the other ones. Okay, so yeah, you know that was one thing they talked about. I think they talked about this one in Shang Chi, or maybe it was Black Widow, but they talked about how the, like there's basically like twenty like scenes in like twenty frames or whatever it is in the movie that like don't have like special effects in them. Yeah, yeah. Because like everything has special effects because they take out um like seams and costumes and stuff. So like everything basically has special effects. <laughs> uh but just seeing how much of this stunt work was done, how much practice was put into it, it just it was yeah. great. So go ahead, check it out. Um it, it is a really good movie it's a really fun movie it's got you know it's a pretty typical um you know introduction to a character for the marvel movies but yeah uh still definitely worth the watch uh and if the other thing obviously i can't recommend it yet because it's not over but so far hawkeye is great <laughs> yes so, I, agree. I agree yeah so there you go disney plus lots of fun marvel stuff to check out there um but with that josh hey look at that what do you say we wrap this show up hey let's do it thanks for joining us everyone in addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board of Fiji, uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Board of Fiji. So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form, just not feeling social media, please feel free. Uh, oh, I almost 
uh, uh, you give us a five star rating again, uh, please feel free to email us at board of the VG at gmail.com. We tag our stuff with hashtag board with VG. Uh, so please use that hashtag as well on all social media so we can see what you're up to. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is, whether you're downloading us from the Dice Tower Network feed or our very own standalone board with video games feed. You can find me on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Steam, at Why So Serious. That's S I R R I U S. We don't have to worry about that Switch friend code anymore because I don't have a Switch. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> Kyle, where can people find you? So, you can find me on all the usual places Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Board Game Geek, uh, Psychocross, C Y C O C R O S S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. Uh, just so you know, in the next coming weeks, we will have the culmination of Metafall, so that will be coming up around the corner, as well as our favorite video games of the year, among some other fun topics coming soon. So, uh, you know, stick around. Be ready for those awesome things. Uh, and remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming. Stop gaming.